Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5.20 Strikers, hope you enjoyed the season. We're about to find out our favorite moments. So uh, let's get it started next on the Mighty Anvil. God, you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution, and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. All right, we got the brushing uh, this week or upcoming events at ELC. October 6th is Worship Encounter Night. I have not been, but I hear that it's it's really cool. It's just a lot of uh, praise and worship for the whole. I'm not sure. I'll have to it's check it out. It's the whole service. It's the whole service. It's the whole service. Kind of like uh, down, down in Dallas. What is that called? Um, Upper Room. Uh, there upper we go. Room, yeah. Upper Room. And uh, October 10th, the Florida mission trip takes off. So uh, if y'all can help pour into that so that we can go make some changes in the lives of uh, others down in Florida. October 21st, we have She Gathering. And I'm going to have to ask what the She Gathering is. So if anybody's watching or listening, uh, the She Gathering and She Time, what the differences are. But that's October 21st and October 22nd. So those are the events for coming up for ELC. How about uh, Grace Point? Grace Point, we have our Harvest Fest, which is October the 2nd. It is an annual community event for the city of Anna. Um, so Grace Point Family Church will have a booth of its own set up. That way, you know, people can come by, come check it out, um, and learn about Grace Point Family Church. They can learn about Grace Place and find out how to stop in and serve, serve with us that day. Uh, we also have uh, Bring the Light Ministries serving on October 2nd as well. Uh, we've had Pastor Earl come on and talk to us about Bring the Light Ministries and what they do. Um, tune back into, I believe it is episode two on season three, um, to hear more about Bring the Light Ministries. And lastly, we have our permanent food pantry in Anna, Texas called Grace Place. Um, it is a coffee shop as well. And the food pantry portion of it is open three days a week, um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then also open on uh, from 4 to 7 those days, and then open Saturday from 9 to noon. Right on. So that's brushing. Um, yes. Oh, real quick, though. Okay. If you guys have questions, strikers, I know you have questions, and we know you have comments, email us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Facebook is just the Mighty Anvil, and Instagram is Mighty Anvil Podcast. But uh, yeah, and yeah. then for those that are not tech savvy, you don't want to download an app, but you want to find a way to listen or to tell your friends, go to themightyanvil.com, and you can listen to all the episodes that we have up. Yeah, those links are going to be down in the show notes. Also, I left the I get chills every time I talk about this. I left the number for Suicide Prevention Hotline, so. Uh, there's another resource if y'all have heard us talk about uh, mental health awareness and suicide prevention. I'm going to leave that um, particular number down in those notes 
So if anybody needs that number, you know where to find it other than, you know, Googling and that kind of stuff as well. Um, yeah, uh, we'll probably have uh, another link down there here shortly uh, for Embrace. That is the location that helps pe- helps kids, foster kids, uh, in the transition of their permanent homes or foster homes or what have you. So uh, we're going to start looking into that and seeing what we can do to help them. All right, so this is the end of season three, and we are at yeah, yeah. Think, uh, what twenty eight? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twenty eight episodes, and wow, I'm looking at Facebook, and I don't have any color in my hair anymore. <laughs> Just I'm getting I'm getting old. It's at least it's there, yeah. Um, so today's uh, the best of season three, or what we really took out of season three, those moments that uh, spoke to us. And, uh, Alan, you want to give us your first one? Sure. Um, so going back and listening to the episode, I mean, there's all, they're all great. They really are. You know, I wanted to mention that cause you know, we're pulling out the three segments and it's hard. It is hard because cause I can go to one episode and go, well, here's three things that yeah. I loved in it. But then it's like, no, but they have 12 other episodes. we got. <laughs> so. I, and I don't want anybody to like, I was like, man, just because I'm pulling out these three doesn't mean that there's not any value. And I, I feel like. Well, how come I didn't get picked on there? I don't know. I don't know how to deal with that, but I'm dealing with that. Me it's, personally, that's what I would go. I'd be like, well, how come my episode didn't? Get yeah, that? right. I mean, but that's and, me though. I know yeah. that would be me too. I'm a little, uh, you know, look at me kind of thing. But yeah. <laughs> so you had. I'm sorry. I, I lost thought. Lost the thought there. Oh, my first one. So um, my first like highlight, I think, for epi- for season three um, was Pastor Earl's episode. Um, listening to it. Like, man, he has a well, he has a ton of knowledge. He really does. And it was really easy to talk to him and really easy to listen to him. Um, the thing that I, that stood out to me most was when he, I asked him about his ministry and what caused him or what, I said, normally people think of pastors as being the guy on stage and, you know, you're in a church, you have, you're in this one church nine times out of 10 and you're the guy on stage. And I asked him, what made you decide to lead, be a pastor in ministry versus being a guy on stage? Um, and the answer came out a couple different ways. And the thing that stood out to me most was he said about, he mentioned the church business model. And he said himself that he thought the church business model is failing because we have these, um, you know, we, we go to church and we listen to the word, but yet we've created a culture and a society that doesn't live out the word of God. Um, even though, and he didn't say this, this is me saying this, even though we go to church and I, and I, I'm saying this because I've done this myself. We go to church and you know, we're amen, amen, amen. And then, you know, you see something on TV you don't agree with. And all of a sudden you're like, well, I don't like that. And then now we're talking about things that we don't like, as opposed to, you know, living out the word of God and loving other people where they're at, as opposed to having this animosity with, you know, Joe Schmo because he drives a blue car and I like red cars. Yeah, just something dumb, but yeah, just something like that. So he talked about the church business model failing, and that that's the thing that stood out to me most was just that yeah, he's he's got a point. We have this, we've created this culture where we're the most Bible illiterate people in the Christians. Yeah, are the most Bible illiterate people in the world. You have other, you know, um, religions that can they can tell you all about their their book and their deity. But yet we just, we don't know anything really almost. Yeah. For the most part, I, I'm probably in that group as well. As I'm, I'm, I'm in that group. I'm still, I'm still in the word. 
uh, daily and trying to get there. But yeah, I, I have my moments where I'm in my flesh and. You know, he, I don't know if this is in the uh, section that you're pulling for the best or your favorite of, but when he mentioned that, uh, you know, we see people not helping the yes. homeless, but, you know, they're on vacation mm-hmm. in a nice big uh, hotel with uh, being served, you know, uh, room service. If you haven't, if that's not in this cut, I would suggest. I, I want to say, I want to say it is. You want to, okay. I want to say it's part of it. Because he also, the other thing that he mentioned was, Jesus himself was homeless. He said that the Lamb of God has no place to lay its head. And when you think about it, you're like, you never really think about Jesus being homeless. Everything, like, you, you hear of Jesus and you go, well, he's got everything he needs. He's the Son of God. But if you think about it, then, like, you you never knew. I mean, it didn't say any about any of the disciples where they went home. Like, hey, I'm going home for the day. See you guys later. You know, but with Jesus, and, like, Jesus never did that. But what was he, but what did Jesus do? He hung out with the people that were doing evil. He hung out with the tax collectors. He hung out with the prostitutes. He hung out with the people that were pushed out of society. And if we, as people, will only, you know, cling to the people that, okay, well, he's, they're like me. They have a job and they're doing well in life. So I'm going to hang out with this person. But this other person lost their job the other day and I can't hang out with him. You know, that's not what Jesus would do. Jesus is like, well, I'm going to go hang out with the guy that lost his job because he needs me more than, not not that everybody doesn't need them, but this person that lost his job is on rough times needs me more than, you know, absolutely the other person. Let's take a listen uh, again. If it doesn't come up, listen to the whole episode. Hey, and look, uh, Renee's, uh, Renee's online or was watching. I don't know. Leave the mark. Hi. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> so uh, as I was listening to myself talk on these uh, episodes, um, I'm going to pull out sections that I thought were my favorite moments but if you listen to those and go back to those moments and then listen to me afterwards strikers i just want to say i'm sorry (laughs) i'm I'm learning i'm getting there but oh my goodness sometimes i stumble over my words it's like how yeah anyway um yeah and we're live right now so uh leave a comment in there uh so we can say hey yes it is renee how you doing sir all right so we're gonna take a listen to um pastor fitzsimmons and uh his segment so most people think of pastors as the guy on stage. And forgive me if you've already kind of, uh, I think you kind of already answered this before. What makes you specifically choose to serve in ministry rather than a congregation of people? Oh, I'm going to get myself in a lot of trouble now. Uh, okay, I love a lot of people in the body of Christ, uh, and I know several great churches that that do church amazing i tell them that all the time but our modern day business church building model is a failure uh it's 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 ill-conceived it's not biblical and it it has created a a a, a society or a culture that doesn't live out God's word. Hmm. The reason I say what I say is not because of the quality of the people. It's, just, it's a failed business model. We create these immense uh, structures, both physically and financially, that that are so heavy in need of financial support to sustain 
that most of the time there's not finances available uh, to do God's work. Okay, the Bible never commands us to meet for an hour on Sunday or an hour and a half or two hours and have a structured worship. This, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're commanded to have fellowship. Uh, we're commanded to worship God. We're commanded to be taught and the, the saints are to be equipped. But this whole structure, and, and like I said, you can tell by the fruit, the fruit is, is, is horrible. I mean, look at our society. We have almost no positive impact on society in general. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, and that, that guy had an amazing story. I had no idea. Had no clue. No clue of what his past was and where he came from and how he turned it around. Um, what an amazing, amazing man and the love that he has for, for people. Uh, yeah, totally appreciate him. But yeah, go back and listen to that episode. It was extremely good. I'm really, I hate to say proud, but I am proud of uh, who we've had on. They've been some amazing, amazing mm-hmm. uh, guests. Uh, so my my number one, or not my number one, but my first uh, favorite moment is uh, Pastor Jeremy Baker and his core value of enjoy the journey. Uh, we've had some uh, interesting core values pop up this this season. Uh, you know, a lot of them are, a lot of guys have the same core value of love and honor and, and, but there's every once in a while, they, they pop up a little bit different, like enjoy the journey. I would not have thought that that would have been a core value, but it absolutely mm-hmm. is. And he also says something about, uh, his family, uh, motto or saying is you never exhaust your potential in life, helping someone else succeed. Mm-hmm. And wow, uh, for everybody that's listening I want to thank y'all guys for helping us succeed and uh, growing us. Uh, I'm just so thankful for where y'all are. You remember anything about his? Man, I, I think the thing that stood out to me most when he, when he talked about his brother and helping his brother thinking, well, doing things for his brother and, and more or less bailing him out, thinking that he was helping. And it's hard because, you know, you see somebody that is more or less, I mean, you're flesh and blood. This is your brother. You grew up with them or your sister or, you know, a sibling that you have and you grew up with them and you see them fall on hard times, you want to bail them out. And, you know, you want to say, well, hey, I've, I've, I can help in this way. So I'm going to go ahead and bail you out. And I remember him saying that it actually does more harm. It's hard, but as he said, it does more harm than good because now, you know, his brother's like, well, if I get in trouble, I know, I, can I know, I, I know somebody's going to, that's going to help me out every single time. Yep. All right. Well, let's take a listen to uh, the core values of Pastor Jeremy Baker, the pastor of props. <laughs> So top three core yeah, values. So mine would be um, my top three core values would be um, honor, generosity. Uh, honor for me is a big deal. Even before I came to ELC, honor has always been a big deal for me. I was raised to t- say yes, sir, uh, yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am. Just how I was raised. No matter, no matter, uh, you know, if you were a wealthy individual, didn't have a lot of money, it, it doesn't matter. I was just raised. We always show respect and honor. So honor has always been a big deal for me. And then when I got to ELC, learned a little bit more about honor, so that took it to a whole other level. But then generosity would be my second one. Uh, we have a family motto, uh, you never exhaust your potential in life by helping someone else succeed. Mm. So that's been our family motto. Even since I was a teenager, my dad would always say that. You know, we'd be serving the poor, helping 
the widows, helping single moms. So generosity has always been a big part. And then the last one for me, uh, it's kind of changed over the years, but the last one for me would be enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that's not really a core value, but it's like a, it's like a, it, to me, it's like, I'm going to enjoy the life that God's given me because life is so short. You know, we don't know, you know, the Bible says don't boast or brag about tomorrow because no one knows if tomorrow will come, but we mm-hmm. have today, we have right now, we have this moment. So not getting twisted in the game, getting upset with, you know, stupid stuff, just enjoying the journey. So I have to constantly remind myself, just enjoy the journey, enjoy the moment. There might be a press on your life to want to get this accomplished, to get that done, you know, have a vision and dream for that, but just enjoy it. So those would be my top three. So be honored, generosity, and then enjoy the journey. Man, I could... I think I said it during the podcast, and I'm pretty sure I did, but I was so excited. I've always, I've been wanting to sit down with him for years and mm-hmm. just have a just talk with him, and I was so thankful and uh, just so honored to have him on the podcast and give his perspective and his and who he is on 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 life. It was yeah. Thank you, Pastor Jeremy. I appreciate you. All right, so uh, let's go with number two for you. So number two for me comes from episode three. Uh, it is when we did our pastors are people too. And it was with pastor Leif where I somehow we got on the subject of predestiny. Cause I was like, well, predestiny, tell me, tell me what you think about predestiny. And he mentioned the, t- the two schools of thought. I don't recall what both school, the names of both schools of thought, but one school of thought was that the Holy spirit will pick some people and not others. And, um, I think he said it was Calvinism. Calvinism, and you got Arminianism. Arminian. So Calvinism, I think, is the one where the 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 thought the main thought is the Holy Spirit will pick some people to get to know Jesus and not other people. And Arminianism is where you know the thought is that we all have a residue of the divine that we're longing for that helps us to find and seek out God. Um, so that kind of stood out to me as like, you know, I think it's I think. And Pastor Hutchins kind of mentioned this too, because we also talked about it with him, where, you know, we we all, God knows our story from the from the beginning to the very end. He knows everything we're going to do, every single choice that we're going to make. The the part that's most important, I think, the part that's most important to God is the part where we go, okay, God, I'm choosing you to be my Lord and Savior. I need your help. And I feel like that's what he wants us to do is we, he wants so. us to choose yeah. him. And I don't know, I, that's a discussion that some of my friends have had. If, you know, predestination or. I think it's a little of both. I think it is a mixture of both. I think it is a mixture of both. Well, let's take a listen and uh, we'll be right back. Let's talk about predestiny. That's, that's actually, uh, I love this topic so much but um there are two schools of thought that are diametrically opposed there's there's calvinism which basically means that you're so debased you are so without merit without hope you are filthy rags that unless the holy spirit shows you your need for jesus you have no way to ever access jesus and that comes back into predestination that the holy spirit's going to pick you and reveal jesus to you but not pick you Hmm. okay that's that, that Calvinistic predestination type doctrine. But then on the other side, there's Arminianism. And Arminianism basically says that there's a, a residue of the divine in each of us and that we each are longing for 
uh, filling basically the God-shaped hole in our heart and, and that, that we can each turn our hearts to God and go find God. Uh, and, the, and the truth is, of course, neither. The truth is somewhere, not necessarily in the middle, but it's a completely different understanding that when uh, he says he foreknew, those whom he foreknew, if we understand that God stands outside of time, like we're locked in a time when we have no choice. We're, we're held bondage to time. One moment precedes the next. Uh, and, and of course, there's the moment that follows and everything is linear. So we live our lives in a very linear fashion, but God is not constrained by time. He looks at my life. He looks at your life as Scott's life as this is a completed event. He can see the end from the beginning. He really can. And he's looking for one thing as a, at any point in this lifespan. Is he going to choose me? Is he going to acknowledge his need for me? If the answer is yes, then we go back to verse 28, Romans 8, 28. For God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That means the car wreck that was going to take you out, this, the sickness, the disease, or whatever else that was going to take you out when you were a child. And God said, no, 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 we're going to get him to this point because I'm going to preserve him until he gets here and he's going to choose me. But more than that, I'm work all things, even the things before that moment of understanding that I really need my savior. He works all things together for the good. And so he says, those he foreknew, he predestined. So he's looking at your entire life and he knows in advance if you're going to say yes. He doesn't force you. We're not robots. We're not animals. He's not going to force us, but rather he knows if you're going to choose him. And once he recognizes, okay, this one's mine. Again, he stands outside of time. It's a completed event to him. So uh, for my number two, right, um, it was Pastor Leif as well. So, uh, yeah, it, he was t- I've noticed that all of my three were talking about core values and, mm-hmm. and how, they, how they lived their core values. Uh, Pastor Leif, <laughs> he said something in there that just made me giggle. He said, uh, energy vampires and time pirates. Arr. Arr. But uh, what this segment is talking about is quality time with the family and that that's a core value. If, if that is core value, he needs to live that out. Right. And it made me think that, uh, with everything that I've got going on and I'm trying to fill my plate with all of the, um, all of the stuff, you know, my, mm-hmm. my regular job, my company or our company that we're trying to start up the production company. And then the podcast, which is even a separate thing from that, and then, you know, just doing family and all of that, it really, you have to prioritize what's important to you. And, uh, I've gotten away from, well, not nah, family is important to me. I do. I've, and I wouldn't say it's all balanced, but it's all, there's another, it's, it's all got its equal time. So, uh, it is very important to me and I, it made me re rethink about how important it is to have that, that family time. But, uh, let's take a listen and then, uh, we'll be right back. Do you think a core value can be something that uh, is an aspiration or is that not quite a core value? Uh, I I think your core values ought to be aspirations, but a core value means that um, uh, if if quality time by family is uh, a core value, then I aspire, I desire, I want more quality time of a family. And that means I have to guard against 
time pirates that are going to come steal my time. Arr. And exactly. <laughs> time pirates. Uh, you know, there's um, energy vampires and time pirates, and they're going to come steal your time and your energy. Um, and really, if quality time with my family is a core value, then really what I have to do is I have to defend that. So it's an aspiration, but it's an aspiration I hold myself to versus, you know, it'd be, it sure would be nice if I had more time. No, because I value this, I'm going to actively defend it. Mm. You know, I think there's something so powerful in Proverbs 3.3 3 when it says, um, don't let truth and love, don't let faithfulness depart from you. And by the way, if you look at different translations, it's described in different ways. But the idea is, is unity. And as a matter of fact, it's in, it's in um, the message I did for Shannon and Alan's wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is that if it was easy... You wouldn't have to tie it around your neck. You wouldn't have to bind it around your neck or, or, or uh, tie it on the tablet of your, you know, close to your heart, around your, basically around your throat. I'm tying it so close that it cannot get away. Um, and it says, don't let these things forsake you. So if it were easy, there'd be no, necess- no need for the, for the tying. So uh, you have to actively defend. You have to, act- have to actively pursue. Uh, and that's what takes it from being just an aspiration to a core value. So, Alan, did uh, Energy Vampires and Time Pirates crack you up as well? Or is it, that just it me? did. It did. Because I remember I was like, Arr. Arr. We were both yeah, like, we were. <laughs> Reminded me the of the pirate pirates. joke. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, uh, hey, did you hear that there's a new pirate movie coming out? No. It's rated R. See. see, it gets me every time. Um, so, yeah, uh, your thoughts on, on his core value of quality time with the family? The quality time is huge with us. I mean, especially now we've got a two-year-old who's going to be three. We've got another one on the way. And, like, these are his... I don't think he's going to remember a whole lot of this. But to me, like, this is his foundation. It is. what he, you know, sees and what he sees is important. So, and it's also going to teach him about relationships. I mean, I try to make sure... Shannon and I both try to make sure that we show affection for each other when he's around and even when you know one of us is upset or you know um you know not feeling well um we try to show that so he sees that and also sees the the a hopefully a healthy way to handle that stuff when do you think uh it's a good time to start talking core values with kids i would probably i mean i would say as early as possible part Personally, I think the, the sooner you can get it in and, you know, keep hammering it in, then I don't want to say hammer it in. Like you're forcing them like, hey, this is our core value. Do this. Yeah. But like, you know, the sooner you can get that thought process in, I think it'll help them to think about it more often and then come up with their own core values at some point, which I would think is the hope that they, yeah, you know, sure, they take some of yours, but then at the same time, like, oh, you know what? I think this is important to me. Yep. Uh, we I, as I as I grow older and realize that my kids are not me, uh, I know that they're going to have core values of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that's something that I've been dealing with in this past season is like, okay, I'm going to have to let go of who I want these kids to be, and just kind of guide them to where they can be. It's it's been tough because when I was 16 years old and I was wrestling in high school, I could not wait to have a son. And, you know, a girls wrestle too. So, but it, uh, I couldn't wait to have a son to teach him everything I know so that mm-hmm. he could be better than what I was. And, but that's my dream. Yeah. And that I'm finding out that a lot of things that I may have a dream, but other people's passion for that dream that I have is not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. And why would it? But, um, 
Oh, I forgot where we are. Yes, we were talking about Pastor Leif's uh, quality of family time, quality time with the family, and that being a core value. So I've been adopting that as well. So, or it's been adopted, but mainly focusing more on it since that, that time. So. Yeah. What was your third? Uh, my third one was with Pat. I mean, I have more, but <laughs> my third one was uh, with Pastor James Hutchins in episode four. Um, we were talking about core scriptures, and he mentioned Proverbs 3. I don't recall the verse right now, but he mentioned Proverbs 3, and he was talking about uh, his brother um, who was murdered. And it wasn't that... It, that's not the part that that stuck out to me. The, the part that stuck out stuck out to me was that he's a pastor, and in our in our talk, he had mentioned that during that time when his brother was murdered, that he was angry with God, and I think that that's a real feeling. That's that's that to me that that yeah. shows transparency. Like, hey, I'm a pastor, but yet I'm angry with God. I don't. Why would you let this happen? That happens to other people. That doesn't happen to me, you know, and. Um, it also it reminds me of Mark chapter nine verse twenty four, and we actually covered this in, at Grace Point. Uh, I want to say it was two weeks ago. Um, Mark chapter nine verse twenty four, where Jesus is talking with a man who has uh, a, I don't know if the, I don't recall if the child was sick, um, but his son was not doing so well, and Jesus says to the man, "Well, do you believe?" And the father says, "Yes, I believe," but help my unbelief and again that's a real feeling we we have faith yes but there are times that even though we have faith that hey this is going to be good there's still there are moments where that's still like i don't know if it's going to work out for me and pastor james had mentioned that you know he needed to trust god with the process you know romans eight twenty eight says all things uh are work paraphrasing it works out for our good yeah. And, you know, of course you sit there and think, well, how could that be good for me at all? But, you know, in a way that God, in, in some way, God has a lesson for everybody in, in everything that happens to us, whether good or bad. God works all things for our good. You know, uh, Brian said that in last week's episode. Yes. And yeah. that's what got him through. Mm-hmm. And that, man, what an interesting story there. Yeah, yeah. See, again, how do you know? It's so hard to pull out your favorite moments because there was some stuff in, in Brian's I mean, in Brian's episode. episode was awesome just because it was like he didn't go to he just didn't he didn't start going to church until he was forty, which I think most of us we had it ingrained in us when we were young. Yeah, you know, had that foundation. We, yeah, we we had to go to church, not that we wanted to, but we had to go because our parents went. You know, but him not going and then you seeing all the steps line up to prepare. Like he was working at this place, didn't like it. You know, didn't like how the leaders were doing there and was able to take that information and take that, that those skills and take it somewhere else and go, well, I've kind of done this. Now I can do this and saying, well, sure, I'm going to join the Navy. He didn't know what it was, but did it. And then it, it all worked out. And like it, it to him back going back to Brian's episode, he had mentioned that like all these things, all these steps lined up. He's like, God had God had this all planned out for him. When you're looking at it, you don't see it. You know, and going back to uh, who was it that was like, oh, it was, it was your episode that we're about to listen to. Uh, Pastor Hutchinson's talking about he was upset with God. And, yeah. I, you know, I never got that feeling with Brian that he was upset with him. I, no. I think that he, he, even not having that base, that foundation, mm-hmm. he, he, gave, he, he, he gave it all. 
Yeah. And I, I can tell you some instances where I was the opposite. I, I was, be, I was yeah. right there with Pastor oh, yeah. Hutchinson. Yeah. And, you know, when my grandfather died, uh, there was there was anger. And I, I don't know if I told the story on the podcast, but uh, I sat down and I challenged God at, a, at the BWI airport when uh, a priest came down and sat, you know, he was going to get on our flight. And I was like, I dare you to sit him next to me on the plane, even though he was you know, in the waiting room, he was on the other side of the waiting room. I was like, I dare you, God, because I want to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And I am thankful that God gave me enough grace to, uh, <laughs> you know, because that, that you're not supposed to do that. But I no. think that he saw who I, where I was at the time and yeah. he understood. And uh, that's the great thing about it. But let's, uh, <laughs> we got kind of sidetracked, but let's go and listen to uh, Pastor, yeah, Pastor Hutchins. Yeah. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for this podcast and our other podcasts the weekend from A to Z. So if you're about to start a podcast, lift Anchor with Anchor FM and set sail on your new adventures. Strikers. Hey, for those that are uh, on uh, the Mighty Anvil Facebook page, uh, we are giving some little uh, breaks in between so that when we go and edit the podcast, I know where the breaks are. So uh, that's that's why you see us doing nothing for a second. So number three for you, number three for me, Pastor Brad Wilkerson. Uh, again, another core value outtake um, was, you know, I think we mentioned earlier the the enjoy the journey was an interesting uh core value mm -hmm. and pastor Wilkerson brought the core value of risk and how he likes to take risk. And, you know, that took me back a little bit. I was like, wow, I've never really thought about that. And he mentions in there in the, in the cut about how we're supposed to give it all to God, you know, go yeah. big. I think that out, you know, uh, I called this segment, uh, go big for God and like, yeah, why aren't we all doing that all the time, you know, and taking those risks and, you know, just kind of moving forward to that. So it will be a core value that I remember someone had, and I will keep uh, going big for God and taking those risks uh, going forward and moving forward from here. But um, your thoughts on Pastor Brad Wilkerson? Man, he his episode was awesome. It really was. I, I mean, he had energy. Like, I've never met him before. I've never, I've never been to Rock Creek at all, but hearing about how they got the church and how they got the land there, I mean, it was just all, it, it's God. You can't. You can't say, oh, this is coincidence. There's too many coincidences. Like, okay, if you say it's coincidence and you go, well, there's too many co How many coincidences in a row that you need to have before you go, this is not coincidence. <laughs> this can't be. Yeah, no. It, not, 
for us, I think it's quite a few yeah. coincidences yeah. in a row. It's like, oh, it's <laughs> not a go? coincidence. Wait but, a second. Yeah. Uh, what do we call it? Gut incidents? I can't say the proper word. Mm-hmm. But it's instead of coincidence, it's gut incidents. Uh, but yeah, let's take a listen to Pastor Brad and uh, his core value of risk. We typically go over our guest top three core values. Sure. And uh, what what are yours? Well, you know, I, I would say being a pastor, I have two tracks for that. I have the personal values in my own life. Okay. Then I have three core ministry values. And so for me personally, um, I love to be a risk taker. I value risk. I, I, I value going big for God. Um, I remember in August of 2000, first Sunday in August in 2000, I was ordained. And one of the former pastors that I worked for previous to that ordination service, he came in and spoke as a part of the service. And he made the comment, he said, I think Brad will always do and, and will always uh, endeavor to do big things for, for God because he, he's not afraid of a risk. And so I value, I value risk. I, I hate being on cruise control. And I, and I hate just being stagnant or just in pause. I always want to be trying something new, doing something new so that, you know, I'm growing. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I think if you're not risking, you're eventually you'll die. Yeah. And so I value risk. I value consistency. All right. We're back. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I also enjoyed knowing the connection that he has with some friends of mine yeah. and some parents mm-hmm. of my friends that, yeah, that was that was an interesting. I was like, I, I didn't know that part. Yeah, I, I enjoyed picking his brain about. Um, he said he'd been married for, I believe he said twenty three years, twenty two or twenty three years, and I, I always like to ask, like, well, how do you make it last? And I just enjoyed like hearing hearing, um, you know, his thoughts. Everybody has different thoughts, yeah. but I enjoyed hearing his thoughts on how to make it last. How would so going to that question? Uh, what is a key that you think, as you move forward, will be a key? that helps you in a long lasting, uh, marriage. Intentional time, like without the kids. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like we, we love, we love Isaiah and we will love yeah, yeah. baby a when she, we already love her now, but we'll love her even more when she gets here. But, Oh, I was giggling because of what happens in private time. Without <laughs> the kids. Sorry. This is not that kind of show, but, uh, you know, just being able to like go out with, without, without the kids and being able to, to just focus on us and, you know, walk around, hold hands, you know, talk about, talk about whatever's going on and just, you know, enjoy a cup of coffee from the Starbucks reserve. You know, intentionality, I think that's what you're talking about. And I think intentionality and in, in everything you do, uh, is important. Uh, and not having that, that connection time, uh, what I've seen in my relationship of 21 years, when we have moved away from that intentional time together, we don't do so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we do take those walks and spend the time together, um, it has been, it, you can tell that it helps the relationship yeah. and it, it helps grow. Um, I've been, I've been going through the love dare, uh, that book that came from the movie, movie fireproof. I've been going okay. through that. I'm on day 15 and I noticed that the first time that I went through this book and did these uh, cha- daily challenges, that it was a little bit harder. Uh, we weren't we weren't so connected, and but now um, we have in the past past couple of months. I'll be honest with you, uh, I have had a new outlook. 
I would say that I'm still working on a marriage that needs to be healed. Um, but the way that I have moved forward in the past two months was to find my joy in God and not in her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what he wants me to do is serve people. So as I focus on him, I'm just going to serve her. And I can't tell you the difference just that mindset alone has helped my marriage uh, in the past couple of months. So, uh, again, it's focusing on God and serving her and not worrying about her making me happy because that's not, it's not her job to make me happy, right? Yeah. That's, that's, I find my joy in God, and that's, yeah, it's been a long process. So maybe I'll hear some more about this later uh, when it comes to marriages. But, yeah. Um, I have one more. You have one I don't, more? I don't have the timestamp, so unfortunately. But Oh, see, I went four last time. Now you're going yeah. four. <laughs> he was preparing for me to go four again. I was, just in case. My last one comes from episode nine where we had the ladies take over. Um, their episode to me was... Not that the other episodes weren't real, but their episode to me was real, and it had passion. It had a lot of feeling in it. Mm -hmm. Um, You could tell that there was healing that was done during that episode. Um, The other thing that stood out to me most was that even even though they transitioned to different churches, um... They're intentional about their relationships. They're intentional about the time that they spend. They're intentional about, you know, making a phone call, checking in. Hey, how's it going? Um, And, you know, being, I think Mindy had said something that really stood out to me. And Scott, we were talking before we started recording, and I'll probably butcher it, but, so correct me. But it was about being the reason, what what did you say? It's, It's, don't be the reason. Don't be the reason. People don't come back. Yes. Don't be that reason that people don't come back. Uh, I thought it was a really important episode as well on how when people leave the church, I think it was Mindy that said, you know, she she likened it to a divorce. And, mm-hmm. and I can see how things get messed up when people leave the church between their friends and, you know, that, that family of choice and moving to another family of choice because it is kind of like a divorce. And with that pain, you know, it's... Uh, you some I, I would with that pain if I'm feeling that pain I'm I might not say the right things yeah and I think it's important just to show Jesus this love I mean I think something else that came out of that episode was we can't all be at the same church that just it's we, physically it's impossible. physically impossible so um, if it's it's okay for people to move on to other places and it's our job to make sure that we are the reason that if that doesn't work out where they go that they go you know what the love that I felt from that place, I'm going to go back there. And I, I dare say that if we were to show that love at all times, it might not leave. It mm-hmm. might not be uh, them walking away. It might be a season where they you know, leave for a couple of weeks and then they come back. So, know. yeah, that, that, that was a very important and eye-opening episode for me. Again, how do you pull just three favorite yeah. moments out of it? We've I, talked I, about I wanted to pull their whole episode, but so I, like I said, that's why I didn't remember the timestamp, but you know, Hey, if you have a chance, strikers go back and go back and really go back and listen to it. So what was the, what was the section that you wanted to pull on that? Um, the section I wanted to pull was, well, Mindy was talking about how she had left and she was talking to a friend and basically saying, here's all the things that I find that are offensive. But yet it wasn't her friend that was supposed to 
jump on board and, and, and be like, yes, I'm going to find those things offensive too, and so we're going to both leave together. You know, the, what's the movie? Um, Half-Baked, where the guy goes into the record store, and he's like, he's like, I quit, who's coming with me? That That's what I think of. So Mindy's found offense in some things, and then she's talking to her friend, hoping that her friend will find offense in those same things. But yet, I think Mindy came back and said, I realized that it wasn't, that's not for me to put on my friend. Yeah, she and said. And if I'm going to be a friend, I shouldn't put that on her. She also said, I think on that, that same part was, um, oh, what was it? Hang on. You just, what, what did you just say? Uh, being offended, putting that on somebody else and oh, hoping yeah. they get offended. She too. also said that. I found joy in that place as well. Mm-hmm. And so because I'm not finding it there, I shouldn't expect someone else. I mean, I enjoyed that place too. So don't take that away from that person. Yeah. And I thought that that, man, that, there were so it's many huge. powerful points in that episode. Yeah, I would recommend going back. But I'll, uh, this segment, uh, we'll just take a listen to what, um, what Alan, what spoke most to Alan. We'll be right back. And so she stayed at that church, and that was okay. Mm-hmm. And I struggled and church hopped and figured out my way and found where I was going to go. And um, I will say that we're still friends to this day. I love it. Because um, it doesn't matter it doesn't where you matter. go to church. Jesus is in all of our churches and in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So um, just knowing that. I did have that one relationship that was able to stand that difficult transition um, was very comforting. And it reminded me of the love of Jesus because sometimes you feel like, you know, you're, you're, when you're transitioning, you're kind of leaving everything that you know. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes the people that you're leaving don't want to, be supportive of that right um and so to see that and to feel that hurt is difficult mm-hmm. um, but there are some that will you know stand the test of time no matter what That's good um and also i had to be very particular about what i was saying about the previous church yes. <laughs> to that friend to that friend yes <laughs> um because i knew that i was having my emotions oh, and my process so yes. and I did not want to push any of those emotions that's or so processing good. on her because I knew that that wasn't the time that's so yes. good because she was still at that time that was her church home and yes. she was serving and she was dedicated and she was growing and she Honor. was mm-hmm. having a good experience so why would I come in with my journey and experience and try to persuade her to do something that God was not calling her at that time to do. All right, we're back. Yeah. Again, if you can go back and listen to that episode, I think that as Christians, we can all do better on loving people where they are and showing God's love for them. Just being a a mirror that reflects God's love into the world so that we can draw people closer to God. And and we don't need, yeah, just 
support people when they need to, when it's not, when their season has changed, mm-hmm. you know, just go with them, help them find somewhere else. I think, and we always say family of choice because it is a choice. It um, is a choice. Just like when you get married and you, you're choosing to be with that person for the rest of your life, you can make up all kinds of excuses on whether you're not, you don't want to, or, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's still a choice that you made. So if it is going to be a choice, you have to be intentional with it. That's what I'm getting at. You have to be intentional with it. It's a choice. You know, with uh, that word intentionality, intentional, intention, uh, you know, if y'all can kind of see, I'm going to point, I don't know, right over there. Oh. Yeah. There we go. There you go. Thanks, Alan. Uh, We've got uh, some core values, and since this is season three, wanted wanted to add another core value. But what do you think about intentionality being? I think intentionality is great. I think we're going to add that to our core values. So we've got uh, grow um, so that we can make a difference in this world, I think. Uh, Brotherhood, because this is what it is all about, and uh, living in... um, and, in, and living in intentionality and being intentional in every hour, every area of our life, being intentional with the friends that do find another church home. You gotta if you if they were friends, then being intentional and keeping that relationship is important. Uh, we all can't go to the same place. Uh, being intentional with our families and spending the time with them. Um, yeah, I think that's. I think I, I like that word on intentionality being our third core value. Yeah. Well, uh, let's uh, wrap this this show up. Uh, for next week, we are going to take off. Yes, I am going. So you'll listen. You'll hear this on Tuesday. This will be released on Tuesday, and then the next week there won't be an episode, and we'll be back uh, with season four. Uh, we've got some big plans for fatherhood. Uh, another episode of brotherhood. Um, I think that's going to be a reoccurring episode in each each season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to invite everybody uh, in that in that time from when this episode is released to the next one for that week. I'm going to shut down multimedia and I'm not going to do I'm not going to open it up. And I'm inviting everybody else to join me for that week. I think that we all need to unplug and just focus on our relationships. So I'm going to spend the time that I would be on Facebook and, and Instagram. I'm going to spend that time with my family and be intentional. There's that word again. Uh, be intentional with them. So invite y'all along with it. Uh, what do you have about season four that's coming up? Man, season four. I think fatherhood's going to be really, really good. I think father. I'm looking forward to it because I know you've had a conversation with your dad. Yep. I'm going to have a conversation with my dad, and then plus a, a couple other um, fathers that we know mm-hmm. um, that we'll have on, and, and just kind of pick their brains on. You know what they thought of fatherhood at first when they first became fathers, and then what they think of fatherhood as their kids have grown up. I wonder if everybody has the same idea of me as like I shouldn't have had kids. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Maybe at first, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm gonna guess that there's probably one guy out there who's like, I shouldn't have had kids, and then after though they're like, Nah, man, it's the greatest thing. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. I have to say, some of the the biggest joys of my life is watching my kids. participate in sports for me that's Mm -hmm. you know competition that was that was my thing and there was so much joy there in that one moment which that joy is maybe taking you know an hour of the game or what have you and with all the other heartaches it still outweighs all the heartaches you know you have to get through that that tough stuff to get to those those moments 
Uh, you know, a lot of people will say, man, I can't wait for my kids to grow up and, you know, no, be no, no. Teen. I don't no. want, I, I don't want Isaiah <laughs> to grow up. I really no, don't. Those teen years, you know, you thought that those terrible twos and threes and stuff, they're were, not terrible. They're not terrible at all guys. Not, not. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to fatherhood and seeing what things work and hopefully that helps uh, new fathers out or fathers like me that have to build some reconnection with their kids. Uh, I hope that, you know, something comes out of that so that we can all learn and, and, and grow our families and me i'm just gonna be picking brains because my my guy's young so i have i have some time i think the 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 fun thing right now is like i get to be a kid again i get to play with <laughs> i get to play with his toys <laughs> i do he's got this little train thing that he loves it's funny like, i walked into the, uh alan's house last week and i didn't see isaiah anywhere but he's all buried in the uh, uh legos and all it, kinds oh, of man, toys it's so he had a baby fun. rattle i don't know what was going on with alan but it was pretty funny <laughs> had a bottle my blankie yeah no it's it's great though yeah looking forward to that uh, all right, so that is the best of, or it's not the best of. There's so much best of. There's yeah. so much good stuff. But that was our favorite moments. Again, I think we covered every episode in this just conversation about. just about and talked about how every episode has impact in our lives. Hopefully that you strikers are getting something out of it. Like, subscribe, share. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Email. those things help us. help what? us with our algorithms. And yeah. We just it, really want to get out there and help more. And at the end of the day, I mean, if there's a topic you guys want to cover, a topic you guys want to hear more about, we don't know everything. So, I mean, at the same time, that, that's kind of, that's the other reason why we're, we're leaning on you guys, too, to tell us what it is you want to hear so that we can, you know, if we'll find somebody that knows about it and hopefully be able to have them on. Absolutely. You can even leave uh, uh, in this live it's going to be on there. It's not going to be live here in a couple of minutes, but leave some comments in there and we'll come back and see, you know, what are y'all interested in hearing about? What uh, topics are y'all having troubles with that we can get some people in here that yeah. can ha- kind of help each other out with that. So uh, looking forward to that. Well, I guess since you prayed in, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and pray us out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> too excited, too excited. So along with that lines. Okay, here we go. Uh, first off, I just want to thank Strikers. Thank you for an ama- another an amazing season um, and your continued support. Uh, again, we're hoping to reach some lives and, and change some lives here. So, dear Heavenly Father, I just uh, come to you and uh, I give I give thanks to you for all the opportunities that you've given this podcast and where we're going with it. Lord, just uh, just lead us in your way. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for all the guests that we've had this this season. Some amazing testimonies. Some amazing points of of help for us and the strikers lord i just thank you for everything that you do our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us in jesus christ i pray amen amen all right for those that are live we'll see y'all later y'all stay out of trouble